Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Great. Here we are. Okay. Wonderful. So, um, yeah, it sounds like it's, see, one of the things that I was, um, when, you, when you mentioned, uh, you know, what we're going to work on today, well, the first thing we're going to do is I want to talk about success, and I want to talk a little bit about the successes that you've had, um, and I would love to hear from you, because I think it's just, uh, it's really powerful to start with the things that are going well, you know? So I'm all ears. I'm taking notes. Yeah, so uh, certainly was able to exercise, which was good. Um, uh, have a, uh, a plan in place for uh, moving forward um, in terms of the two positions as well as hiring. Um, you know, uh, we've got hiring in, in place now um, as well as got a news, well, not a newsletter, but at least an email out to, uh, yeah. to people. Um and um, yeah, those were those were the major things. Um, and tell me, how are you feeling as well? What has you know doing accomplished? Because these are things that are you're wanting you've been wanting to get done, uh, and that is extremely fabulous. I also want to hear how does that make you feel when you say, you know, this is what's important to me, and uh, and I'm going to do it. And now that it's that you're actually doing it, uh, can you notice the difference in you? Yeah, certainly uh, less anxious, more, um, you know, more um, accomplished, um, you know, less yeah. less to worry about, which is, is nice. Yes. So, see, the reason that I'm mentioning these, even though it may be, like, silly and obvious, Dave, is that when we start actually feeling good and noticing, you know, so not only the things that we do, but it's like, wow, you know what? I feel lighter, I'm not as worried, I'm not feeling as stressed. I don't feel like I have that dark cloud over me that is telling me constantly I should be exercising, I should, I should. You know, that whole, yeah. that whole inner talk, it becomes, and I want to really encourage you, I cannot even say these enough. Um, probably the next the next call that we'll have for the group, I'm going to be focusing on these. Um, the huge importance of celebration. I mean, it's it's just it seems so silly, and it's so powerful. I I think we, I, I mentioned these to you before, haven't I? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what are the things that you do to you know when you're like you did it and it's like you know you exercise? So, what are the things that you do that really um, like expand the you know the, the celebration or the they're saying, you know what, this this was cool. I'm so glad I just finished exercising, and I feel awesome. Um, I don't know that I do anything, um, you know, to to celebrate. I, I think it's more um, just the way that I feel. I feel better. So, um, but I I wouldn't say I do anything out of the ordinary to to, to celebrate it. Okay, let's come up with some because this is major. I mean, the the reason I'm saying this is that. 
see, when your nervous system is used to being on like um, almost like in bed with the, with your business or with your with life, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're always playing catch up. Uh, then it, you're almost like in this in this like energy of um, kind of anxiety and stress and feeling like sh- you know shoot I should be getting so much more done and I'm not. Yeah. So we need to like really come you know train your system to see like you know what I'm getting I'm getting sorry for my French I'm getting shit down shit down and I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. it feels awesome. Yeah, right? absolutely. So it's you know I, I I can really I mean my mentor started had an hour and a half talk on these and I probably could <laughs> I could probably do something very very much the same of like when we retrain our brain for success even though it's small things I want you to come up with something that is really gonna anchor the feeling that you have when something gets done because that is what it's gonna it's not to do feeling bad about not getting stuff done that you're going to do more. It's by feeling so great that you are getting stuff done that that is going to encourage you wanting to do more. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure uh, what are what are things people t- um, typically put in place because I'm not sure what, what I would do. Okay, cool. So let's, uh, let's talk briefly about that. So it could be something extremely uh, small, like, for example, something that you really enjoy doing. Maybe, um, let me think for a second. You, you know, you love hanging out with your buddies, right? And yep. say, okay, well, then you call, you know, one one celebration could be that you set up a time to hang out with one of your buddies. So you, you say, you know, I've done so amazing this week that Friday I'm actually going out to lunch and I'm going to hang out with, you know, my buddy. Okay. Um, or, you know, just, you know, sometimes it's just very simple. Like if I'm in the office, one of the things that I do sometimes is I, um, well, I like, I love uh, drawing. So I just grab my, my crayons and my, you know, watercolors and I just spend half an hour doing something that just feeds me. Um, sometimes I have a client who loves music. So what she does is just she puts one of her most favorite songs just in her office, wherever she is. Uh, in, for you, maybe just you know, if that's something that works for you, putting you know earbuds, and you just like super enjoy that you know this, that song, and you just you know just get the you know the juice out of it. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be super simple things. It could be just writing yourself a little sticky note that says, "You did it, man! Awesome job." It could be super simple. It doesn't have to be anything major. Um, but from you know a range of things, let me think of something else that you could do. What are you? I mean, you love golfing. I do. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and that's something that is there anything that you could do in in that way, or is it you will do it anyway? Like, is there anything that you could do that you would say, you know what, I've I've done so amazing this week. I'm gonna do an extra round, or I I don't know what what could. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. Um. Yeah, that's tricky. Um, you know, I think the uh, the music piece was interesting. Um, you know, I, I mean, I love music. I find music um, to. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I when I become uh, some of my most productive, it's when I'm just in my office. I close the door and I put on some music and and just go. Um, you know, so that certainly could be something that that. Um, 
that I use as a celebration as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And feel free. See, and the other thing is, I noticed that because you're in the office, sometimes you may get distracted or somebody yep. comes in or needs you or whatnot. And maybe unless it's an absolute emergency, if they see you with your, either with your music or with your, do you like wearing like headphones when you listen or are you just like putting it on? Just well, <laughs> I used to, uh, it wouldn't matter. When it was just me, my mom, and my dad, I would literally just put it on and, uh, and sing away. But now that we have Sabrina in the office, it's a little bit different. So uh, probably throwing on some headphones would be uh, would be good for everybody. Awesome. So you can put some headphones, but that could also be a symbol, and you can tell everybody in the office, and unless it's an urgent matter, while I have my headphones on, I'm not here. Okay. And you can just take your break and be on your zone and just do whatever you need to focus on doing. Uh, or yeah. just enjoy it. In, you know, just enjoy it. Yeah, maybe you could, you know, another thing that I sometimes, um, I don't know if you enjoy, like, I don't know, going on Facebook or watching a cool um, music video or whatever, and you just log in, you're watching your video, and, you know, you're just enjoying that for however yeah. uh, long, the mu- you know, that song plays, and that's it, you know? Yeah, that makes yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I really want to bring in small pieces that that really raise your energy, that really give you that that boost of saying, wow, no, I'm, I'm doing awesome, man. I'm really, I start talking to yourself that way. I'm really doing a great, you know, I'm doing amazing. Because you are, you're really, I feel like finally I'm seeing some really um, clear changes. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do these changes feel sustainable, Dave? Do you feel like, you know, this is something that you can continue doing and it's okay? No, I do because uh, we're, we're, you know, we're adding them in small, um, but but now I'm also adding in the accountability partner, um, you know, with the book ending and, and that stuff. So I, I do. I think that, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to do it. Okay. And I would encourage you, is it, tell me what's going on with the Facebook group. And I know you're reading stuff, but you're, I haven't seen your name posting anything. No, I haven't started the process. And one of the things, one of my goals uh, this week is to start trying to carve out time to um, listen to the calls and do the activities that are associated with them. Um, That's one of the things I I do. I want to catch up with the group. Awesome. I think that even, I think the first two are quite short. They're like, you know, 20 or 25 minutes long, the training itself. So don't get you know don't get concerned with the length of the training because I have Q and A afterwards, or the second and you know after after that, uh, people were saying that you know they found it very valuable, so I, I left it there. Um, but it's, they're not very they're not very long, and I highly encourage you to to do that with Patrick whenever your next first meeting. Do the first training exercise because it's really cool. Uh, okay. It's who you are as an expert. I think that it's gonna really it's gonna. I think it's going to make it, it's going to be insightful. How how does it work? Uh, how was your connection with Patrick, and how does it feel to have him as your as your accountability partner? Uh, I think it's good. I think uh, we both have similar things that uh, that we need to work on, and, and um, you know, I think we've set up a schedule that, uh, you know, makes sense, and, um, you know, we we certainly want to be able to report the good things, and not let each other down, so I, I think it's a good uh, it's a good situation. Awesome. Okay. And he, uh, it's interesting because uh, he he has no problem, um, you know, speaking about his feelings and such. So, and you, I don't think you either, right? No, no, not at all. 
Yeah. So what 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 is um let's talk about what would be the best use and the best intention of this time together. Um what are you noticing that is still, you know, something that you would like either to change or improve, expand on? Um, have you been exercising with Megan, by the way? Yeah, yeah. We uh, Well, not as much as we would have hoped because um, we uh, – I ended up getting sick last week, so that kind of threw everything mm-hmm. off, and then we, uh, we just haven't gotten uh, back on track as of yet. But uh, I am hopeful uh, to do that. Uh, coming up here. Okay. Yeah, I certainly hope so. So what is it? so last week you got sick and then this what happened with this Monday just Uh we just didn't talk about it, didn't do it. Um <laughs> that was that simple. Um but I but I would like to uh to get into a routine with Megan and do that. That would really be good for both of us. Okay. Um and yeah. I do think now that we have Disney uh books, I think that gives us a, a target date to to hit. Um you know, so that'll that'll help accelerate the process. Yeah, and is there any chance that you could do some exercising tomorrow? Uh, we could. Yeah, if I uh, I just have to talk with Megan and and uh, see that you know we can get up and do that together. But I, I mean, certainly we could. Or could you just commit to do it yourself and inviting her and uh, do it regardless if she joins you or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because that, that, I know that that's a, a bit of a challenging thing, especially when you have to be early in the morning, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd much yeah. prefer to get it done so I can uh, not have to worry about it later on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Um, so what, what would you think would be, what is something that is, you know, present for you? How how are things with work and how are the whole one of the pieces that I know you mentioned that I'm curious about is this whole thing that, you know, the the work that you're doing, the business that you have, I think it's not as inspiring as what you really would love to be doing. And I don't know if it's a possibility of turning this business into something that would inspire you more or there needs to be some another piece that needs to, you know, join so you can at some point transition I know that you're getting a lot of pleasure out of your like out of work activities, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you know, I, I certainly um feel an obligation to uh keep the business going, you know, for for my dad and and that's something that I want to do and so I do want to um you know, I do want to find whatever that piece is to to have it be engaging enough for me to um you know, to do, um, you know, and, and a lot of it for me, I think, is is really um, being able to uh, put in place my idea of how business should run and, and creating a culture that, that we have, um, you know, and that would be really fulfilling if I could see that come, you know, come together. Um, and I'm getting there. I think the big struggle is just... Um, you know, even though I'm being productive and I'm celebrating that, it's I want to be able to put, you know, 10 or 12 pieces into play instead of, you know, two or three. Um, okay. And I want to do it in a time frame that's that's quicker. You know, I don't want to rush through it, but but I do want to get it in place so that we can um, start to have some success, more success. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Because 
would it be the goal that at some point, uh, would it be the goal that you have, uh, the business is doing well enough that somebody could actually fulfill your role, probably either, you know, I don't know if your dad's role. Does your dad really like doing what he's doing? Like, is this something that keeps him busy and it's a good thing for him? Is that yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I know, you know, I don't know that it's his full passion either, but I know, um, you know, he, he likes what he does and it certainly keeps him busy. Um, so for him, you know, I, I think it's it's enough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and also given his age, I'm not sure, you know, he would want to go out and do something else. And, um, you know, so he, he looks at it as, you know, this is what we have to make work because this is, you know, given his age, he's, He's not really going to switch a career at this point. Okay. What is it that he that he loved doing? Do you know? He was a well. He was a tractor trailer driver for years and years, and that I mean, he just loved seeing the country and being out on his own, and and um, so that was you know that was really a passion of his. But um, honestly, for him in the business, I think it's it's more um, it's seeing it turn into a business and a culture instead of a, um, you know, a place that's like a, more like a summer job and, and less like a business. Mm, yeah. So that the the business really becomes um, something that you're both proud about, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's a big piece is we want to be very proud of what we have. Yeah. Um, and that's through systems and, um, you know, uh, processes and culture and and that sort of thing okay so would it be a good idea for us to talk about what are the next uh, processes and and systems that need to be put in place at this point um and you know let's if we and talk about that in terms of what would it require of you to get these going and also uh, what might be stopping you from actually putting this into place? Because I know that you carry that 50-pound suitcase or, I mean, briefcase yeah. uh, with all the ideas, and yet, you know, quite a few of them were not quite happening. So um, does that sound like a good focus for, for our time together? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So tell me, because you, you know the business a lot more. You, you, you have a ton of things that you would like to have done. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, the, the big thing holding me back is we need to get um, properly staffed and trained um, so that I can split my uh, my two key employees into two different roles. Um, one being uh, more of a field position, supervising training, um, with the other one being more of an office position, um, customer service and uh, and business development. Um, you know, so showing her how to um, price homes over the phone and follow-up calls and, and those sorts of things. And then um, really it's just working with each of them individually on how we want that to go um, and making sure that they're buying into, uh, you know, the, the company culture. So um, the biggest thing is just getting the staffing done and, and then the training done and then I'll have the time to sit down with them and actually tell them exactly what the the plan is. Perfect. Um, okay. You know, and so, what would it require for you to get that? How many people do you need at this time? Uh, we're looking to hire um, anywhere between 
um, probably three or four um, uh, people is what I would say. Okay. And what does it require of you to actually get those people on board? Uh, the, well, we've already done it. I mean, in terms of, um, uh, you know, placing the ad and interviews are happening. Um, really what it is, the only thing it is, is um, and then getting training going, and that takes two weeks. And then once the training's up and running, it's just figuring out, you know, which one of the people, one or ones of the people that we train are going to pan out or they're not going to pan out. I mean, the only thing, the only reason we're held back now is we actually lost, um, we lost three employees in a very short amount of time, mm. um, which, you know, it was, we weren't expecting. And so, um, you know, that that's, that's what it yeah. is. It's just, we've got to get caught up. But once we're caught up, I can devote a lot of time towards making sure, um, you know, all these other pieces are happening. So it's, okay. Um, okay. you know, and that's really where I'll put a bunch of my time is, is on. Okay those two roles. So one thing, Dave, that um, is there any part of these that you're feeling any um, emotional resistance to doing? Is it is it okay? Like, so are they, right now, you're down, uh, you're down 30 people at least, and uh, are there, have you hired anybody new or you're in the process of actually putting the ads? Um, we, uh, we've done some interviews um, and I have three candidates um, that came in yesterday that um, at least two of them I think will consider hiring, so that should start the process of training right away, okay. um, which will be good. And then I, and then we just posted another ad yesterday as well, which will run for the next couple of weeks, and then hopefully we can do some more hiring at that point as well. Oh, um, yeah. And then that will hopefully hire the last two that we'll need. Um, okay. But there's really no resistance for me. Um, it's just more having it happen and then being able to get to the end of two weeks and say, okay, we, we do have everyone that we need yeah. and now we can put the focus elsewhere. Okay. So um, there's two things that I would really like us to do. Um, and one is extremely woo-woo and you know me. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I, I think that you may be uh, open to it. And the other one is actually I would love to give you some information that would um, allow you to choose people and to see people through a slightly different lens. So your rate of success with these people, of keeping them engaged and keep you know, and be, them becoming uh, loyal employees that are really you know part of the culture and what you're growing into, it's a lot more likely. So, um, and I think I mentioned to you the whole, you know, when I work with the soul profiles, the profile system. Yep. Um, I have found it to be, um, I, how can I put it, just like it made a huge impact in my business, in my life, when I really understand people, where they're coming from. It makes a complete different, um, you know, just a whole different view and perspective. Um I think it might be a very good idea to start with that if you're interested sure, uh, and yeah. finish with the other one. And I'll tell you why, because these, um, is these, and of course I want to have you on board. Does this seem something that would be interesting, interesting to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, the reason that I'm saying it, this is that when you're, I've seen it so much, I've seen it with different people, especially when I have gone 
Well, you've seen me when I went to your site and I went to a couple of you know people from the group um, and looking at their different employees, and I totally understand why they're not working right. And it's because who they are and the role that they're that they're fulfilling, it's not there's not a match. And if you don't have a match, then people are going to be struggling, and you're going to have people that are going to be not showing up or not reliable and things like that. So, um, so this piece, let me check how long. Okay, twenty five, twenty four minutes into our call, this might be a piece that either you want to take notes, uh, and or you know listen again to these at least this little piece. Okay. Okay. Um, because does these does these seem? Um, are we good with these, Dave? I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the reason I'm saying this is that as an employer, and you know, I don't have people that work with me, you know, on on site, but I hire people out, and I really make uh, a very. Um, I have a very good understanding when I interview people of like, okay, where they're coming from and who they are. And how is this going to really work? And I've had amazing success while I'm using when I'm using these. So the people, um, the five profiles go like this. Um, the first, the the first, and the person you you have these, and and so do I. Um, the first four profile that has the most energy is called the charismatic leader. And the charismatic leader main quality is that they are here in this planet to inspire others to improve uh, in whichever way. But the, the key word is inspiration. To be leaders are going to inspire others. And they're going to they have a, a lot of energy, a lot of charisma, as it, you know, the name says. Um, and they're also quite intense people. These are not the people that are like, you know, unless, unless, so you can see, you can notice people that you can see in a room the charismatic leaders, they hold a lot of energy. Sometimes there's charismatic leaders in hiding. Um, let me think of somebody in a room that is a charismatic leader in hiding. Okay. Um my sense is that Dee Dee has a little bit of charismatic energy, yeah. but she's not bringing it out. Because you see that she has intensity to her yeah. when she speaks and when she's assertive, but yet she kind of goes under the radar, right? She's not, she's not someone that is very outspoken or much of a leader in the group, but she has that energy. Um, so... The, the key component with the charismatic leader is that when they're in their defense, and this is something that is really important to know, uh, those are your the enforcers. They would go into an enforcer place, which means that they you know, can be volatile. Anger is the main energy, the main, sorry, main emotion. Uh, so they get frustrated easily. And these charismatic leaders do not make good employees. You do not want a charismatic leader as an employee. They're entertaining. They're fascinating. They're very personable. They're, you know, they're. I mean, I am not a good employee. I can tell you, <laughs> <laughs> because in general we don't like rules. And I'm going to say it in, in the best possible way. Truth is malleable to the charismatic leader, in the sense that, see, the the charismatic leader. The main goal is to inspire people and to lead. And they will use anything in order to have that happen. 
They could be just by, you know, inspiration, like that's my goal and what I love doing. But when somebody's in their shadow or in their, you know, in their defense or they're under, under stress or whatever may be going, or they're not somebody that they're very aware or conscious, what they're going to do is they're going to manipulate, they're going to get rebellious, they're going to, and you know what? Who's a great example is Ed. I was just about to say Ed, yeah. 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 Ed is a fabulous example of a charismatic leader that operates a lot of the time from his shadow, rebelling himself. But he does need to stand out. Have you noticed? Like he, no matter oh, yeah. what he does, he needs to stand out. Attention is huge. And at the same time, it's really hard for a charismatic leader to really let in positive attention. And that's why I think he's a troublemaker because getting attention from being a troublemaker is easier. Sure. Charismatic leader child is usually a troublemaker. Can you identify with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not necessarily in an intentional way, but is um, a charismatic leader child, and I don't know if your children, you, well, you know, you coach kids, so you will know. Charismatic yep. leader children are really strong. They're absolutely fabulous. We, uh, they do have the ability to understand when you give them feedback from a positive place. Um, they're also, um, because they have so much energy, I mean, they are the kids that are called you know, hyper or too intense or too energetic, like we talked about you. And because of that, they tend to be suppressed or try, you know, or just they have this notion that they, who they are is not okay. So they right. play kind of like trying to be invisible. Yeah. Mm. Have we ever talked much about these for you? I think we did a little bit, but I don't know if, uh, I always feel like every time I hear it, it's just, I, I just it's so clarifying and, you know, just makes brings a lot of understanding and compassion for the process, for who you right. are. Yeah. Yeah. Is this helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, because I'm, I'm spending most time here because you are one, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it is your primary. I really think it's your primary. And the key component is that... Um, have you? I, I recommended that the book, The Shadow Effect, didn't I? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. If I haven't, I strongly encourage you to either. I know that you have so much time, you know, so much going on. Look on YouTube for the for the um, the movie. Okay. You can look at the first ten minutes. You don't have to, you know, and see if you feel inspired. You can continue watching, you know, pieces at a time because it's an hour long movie. Is the whole okay. is the whole book. Uh, you can also get the book. It's an amazing book to read, and I highly recommend it. I recommend it to the whole group. Uh, um, and the key component is that the charismatic leader, because it has the most energy and the most light, it has a bigger shadow. So it's going to have the bigger inner saboteur, saboteur or inner critic. It's going to be the one that holds the most power when it comes to anger, and it could be very soft destructive or it could be destructive of whatever else is going on because in defense, the charismatic leader will create battle with himself or with the world in whichever way. And what's the reason they do that? It's that uh, the charismatic leader needs to feel that it's winning. Not winning in a competitive way, but we need to feel that what we're doing is meaningful. What we know that our lives have a meaning and significance, and that is a very as a driving energy that is so powerful that when we feel frustrated or disappointed 
or you know, just flustered my life. Or we get overwhelmed because things are not going the way that we want to. It's ex- it feels extremely intense, and that that that's why the primary emotion is actually anger. You know, from the whole range, right, from frustration to like you know, fury. But because of that energy, it gets built up so intensely within. It has to be released in some way. The big, big tyrants of all time, you know, uh, if you think of Hitler, if you think of, um, uh, you know, just uh, people that are extremely authoritarian. You know who the uh, charismatic leader was? Steve Jobs. Uh, And as a boss, uh, and the the secondary is is making you a little bit more mellow as a boss, but as a boss, we are... Uh, we can be incredible because when we're in our light and we feel good and we feel that that winning sensation, you know, and it, winning sensation could be anything. It could be like you accomplish something that you really have been putting off, or a, a kid in your team, you know, comes over and says, "Hey, coach, you know, I'm so happy. Thank you for telling me that because I, I feel that I did great because of you today." Or a mom right. comes over and tells you, and there's a sense of of, you know, of meaning, of significance, that like, you know, I'm, I'm a winner today. Right now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We need that. That is like fuel for us. We need to feel like we are winning. And we can actually do it in small ways or in big ways. But we need that fuel. We need that nurturing. That so because I'm that type of person, um and I don't feel or I haven't felt in the business like we're winning. Yes. Um, is that a re- that would be the reason why I shut down? Yes. Okay. You shut down, you become a little self destructive because you have with, you know, the food and lack of exercise and not taking care of yourself. And it also if a charismatic leader is in stress or in disappointment or in just kind of feeling that blah, like life is like lukewarm, um, yeah. we can get depressed. We can get depressed because we shut down and we're like, it's not, it's not worth it. I'm not even going to try. That's but, funny because it's the opposite of what the, you know, the, it's not charismatic and it's not leading at all. Your job or? Uh, no, I'm saying in general, if you're, if you're a charismatic leader, um, it's interesting that you can get to that point where. You um, give up. Yeah, because that's not really, that's not really who you are. Yes. Yes. Now, that, that is key, that you got it. And if you listen to the recording from yesterday's call, which, by the way, was amazing. I, <laughs> I'm not because I say it. I think it was an awesome discussion of very powerful issues. Um, but one of the key components is that as a charismatic leader child, one, the, the, one of the biggest wounds is that we feel that there's something wrong with us. See, we're so energetic and so powerful as a child that most parents don't know unless they're very, you know, like developed beings, which they're not that many, they don't know how to handle us. So we, the, the, main, the main wound is like there's something wrong with me. I am not enough. Who I am is not okay. And we try to play different roles. We are the chameleons, by the way. We have all five profiles within us, and we can play any role. We can, you know, as I mentioned, all of them, we can play any role at any time. But if we don't go back to our charismatic leading need of being inspiring and leading, after a while, our energy starts going down because we're not being fueled. 
And uh, and most charismatic leaders that have not been doing much personal development work, they are charismatic leaders in hiding, and which means that they live out of their shadow most of the time, and they can be the saboteurs in any, you know, the sticks in the mud or the, you know, the stick on the wheel kind of person like Ed. Ed is not only his charismatic leader, and he's not doing as much. Now he's changing with his whole clowning and things. Sure. I think that that may bring something that is really fueling him. But if not, he has to have this rebellious side that is that in a way, even if it's in a negative way, is giving him energy. Because he hmm. gets the attention, he gets it. Um, but he also, you know, we both know that he drinks like crazy. And that's yeah. another thing that happens is like, you know, their self-destructive piece can come in. So it's, it's, it's extremely powerful, really. You could, um, does this all make sense? Do you understand? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm hoping that you understand even yourself more and what you're made out of. I have to tell you, when I found out, when the, the, the founder of this system uh, looked at me and told me I was a charismatic leader, I'm going to say it just straight out. I was pissed for months. I was just so pissed because it really touched a core issue for me. I had been in hiding. I didn't want to show up. I didn't want to. The risk of being judged, rejected, and abandoned, which was the, the core issue for me growing up, was so huge that I know that if I am in a position like I, you know, in a visible way, the risk of being judged and rejected is pretty much, it's much higher than if you're in the, you know, in the side, you know what I mean? Sure. Instead of leading. Yeah. But um, the, the need for being that visible person, um, the, that's what the trick is to own all of who you are and to face that, you know, that shadow side and say, yeah, you know, that's when it was like part of my first presentation sharing why I got into the work that I do and be vulnerable, it's actually my strength, and that's where my power lies. I have found immense strength in vulnerability because what happens is that if somebody judges me for it, it's like, so be it. It's not my issue anymore. Right. And to get to that place, it has taken a number of years and a lot of work, you know, and I still have, you know, little places that I still, you know, I'm always growing, as you know. Um, so does that make sense? Because I think this is huge, and I don't know who else in your life that is close to you as a charismatic leader. Charismatic leaders can be really good buddies, but there's always friction because of that intensity, right? Yeah, I think that's probably how you would uh, you would classify my mom as well, right? Yes, your mom is a charismatic leader, but I think that she had a very strong emotional intelligence specialist. The emotional intelligence specialist is always built in to the charismatic leader because of the charisma. Um, and the emotional intelligence specialist is a person in the room that, you, or sorry, that when you walk into a room, you sense the energy of the room, that culture that you're talking about. You know, who might be upset, what is going on, if there's clicks, you know, happening. Um, We feel our feelings very intensely. That's my secondary as well. Um, And it's also the people that are highly sensitive, very, can be very compassionate, extremely loving, um, but they can also get extremely, they hurt very easily. So in the light of the emotional intelligence specialist, 
And by the way, the emotional intelligence specialist does not have a lot of energy. So I'm very, very likely that your mom was a charismatic leader primary and an intentional um, and EIS secondary. But oh. I'll tell you, the, the, and I'll tell you why she's not primary or EIS. An emotional intelligence specialist primary is a very soft person. It feels like, um, kind of like a blob <laughs> in okay. the sense like physically, physically you will see they will have more the body type of, uh, again, DD or, yeah, they're soft and cushy. They feel like, you know, that's grandmotherly, you know, yeah. that they, they tend to be like that, that kind of body type. Um, they have a huge heart. And because of that, if an emotional intelligence specialist that does not do her work or his work, they go into the shadow, which is very easy to go to because this, that big heart gets get hurt very easily. And the shadow of the, of the EIS is actually the victim. The oh. poor me. Life is too much. I'm overwhelmed. I cannot handle it. And, and as a victim, everybody is blaming everybody for their mis- misery. Hmm. They're the ultimate, ultimate, uh, you know, depressed person. They're like, you know, this life is too much for me. You know, the melancholics, the typical, you know, um, that's the, the EIS in defense. Your mom was a primary, primary. The reason hmm. that she wasn't the primary wasn't that is because she she also had a very strong, a, long, a lot of strength to her. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if she was a charismatic leader as much as she was, maybe, I don't know if she was an enforcer. I'll share with you what is the, another profile that is very important. Um, so do you have any questions about the EIS? No, no. Okay. So the second in, in energy, because the, the, the EIS is like maybe forcing when it comes to the level of the energy that they hold, that they can hold. The second after this charismatic leader is actually the knowledgeable achiever. The knowledgeable achiever is the person that is always striving for mastery. They're very linear. They're very focused. They're very intent. Uh, they make they don't they make very good leaders for an educational place from a teaching place. They love teaching. Their thing is actually educating, and it's not about inspiring from an emotional place. It's about teaching and instructing people to be better from being more informed. You know who's a, a knowledgeable achiever is Mike Regan. Okay, sure. He's very you know he's very linear. He's very straight. He's very you know, one thing after the other. He's very organized, you know. Um, it's about knowledge, you know, having, you know, all this information about what he does, blah, blah, blah. In the, sh- in the shadow, they are the rule keepers. And this is the second. So uh, John, John Hoime, his primary is a charismatic leader. He can go into a forcer very easily, making people wrong. And his secondary is a knowledgeable, knowledgeable achiever. And so he becomes a rule keeper. The rule keeper is the one that is like, you know, the dark side of the knowledgeable achiever. And it's like, these are the rules. This is how things work. You like them or not, I'll tell you why you have to do it this way. And if you don't do it, you're wrong. Hmm. And it comes from a very heady place. It's not an emotional thing. It's very heady. You are wrong, and otherwise you're going to disappoint me. You're huh. messing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You're getting all kinds of light bulbs going out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm telling you. This stuff is so powerful. But then you understand who people are and how they work. 
So the knowledgeable achiever is also um, the primary emotion for the knowledgeable achiever is the disappointment. It's feeling kind of like, um, uh, yeah, just disappointed from like, you know, life is not as good as as grand as it should be, as straight and as clear, you know. Um, They're usually always striving and never arriving. So the people that sometimes go from one certificate after another because they feel like, they're never going to be good enough. They always have to get one more thing done before they could um, just enjoy life. And that's part of Mike's stress. It's in, mm. He holds a lot of stress. And that's why he calls so much so much booze in his body. Now, is that someone who um, would be afraid to implement something because it's not quite perfect? So they keep going back to the drawing yes. board to make it. To Thank make it you. perfect, perfect and then perfectionist. Yes. Yeah. See, that's a. I. I wonder if I hold a piece of that as well because I have plans and plans and plans, but I don't ever unroll them because I want to make sure that they're perfect instead of just trying something out and then tweaking what what is or isn't working. Yes. Um, so because definitely I wonder, the perfect. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. The perfectionist is definitely. Remember that. Um, I'm very, it's very likely that you're a charismatic leader in my sense, but the one piece is that sometimes people add from a different place, so it takes a little while for, if somebody's not really being authentic, sometimes it's hard to really know what they are. Okay. But yes, the, the knowledgeable achiever is definitely a perfectionist because it's never going to be perfect, and if it's not perfect, it's not worth putting it out there. It has to yeah. be, huh. you know, yeah, it's really huge. So, yeah, and I'm curious as you're thinking, you know, what your children might be and what Megan is because that's going to also have a huge impact. So one of the things is that for a, from a charismatic leader, if you're taking notes, you can never expect from a charismatic leader to be linear, to be analytical and straight. You know, there's no – charismatic leaders do not think straight. We think okay. we can take the whole picture. We can see what may be needed. We can sense a lot of what is, you know, what needs to be done to be to lead people and inspire them. But we don't do it in a linear way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So from a knowledgeable achiever, you never expect to be very creative because they are analytical. They are very rational. Their main thing is to be, you know, uh, thinking. So they are responding from that place. And because things have to be right and perfect, that's why they get disappointed very easily. So if I were a charismatic leader and I was more, you're saying we're more, we fly more by the seat of our pants. We don't necessarily follow a set pattern and a set routine. Is that right? That is very right. Now, if I was dealing with, as a supervisor, someone that was a knowledgeable achiever, and my way was to teach very little but allow them their own ability to um, to do things and figure things out, that's probably not going to work for them because they need someone that's more, they need more of a process that's planned yes. out and strategic. Yes, exactly. And okay. that is huge to know because if you have a charismatic leader, they're going to just, you know, they're going to do things. They may mess up, but they're going to, you know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out and they're just going to go out there and they're going to do it. You know. Is there a personality, like, is there a way to do a personality profile on the two people that I'm thinking about working with and figuring out how best to 
relate to them, number one, and two, get uh, get the most out of them? Yes. The one thing is that because this is so emotionally based, uh, there is a questionnaire out there, but my concern is that if you, the people will not be completely truthful in answering. That's okay. why using my recommendation is to use your skilled um, sensing of someone and asking okay. key questions. Like, you know, for example, so I'll, I'll tell you all the profiles, but there are certain questions that you can ask that would actually tell you uh, what kind of person somebody is. For example, if okay. you say, you know, in, you know, in life, if you were to have your most ideal job, you know, most ideal position, um, would you like to be teaching others, helping others, inspiring others? Those are key words, by okay. the way. Uh, you know, teaching, inspiring, helping, supporting, um, you know, what kind of things they, they, they like, they enjoy doing. What do they enjoy doing? Now, are these um, questions in the book itself? Uh, in the shadow effect? Yeah. No, no. These, if you want a book for the, no, the book just came out from Reese Thomas, who is a creator, and this is the Reese Thomas Profiles. Okay. And I have it somewhere. Where is my book? Um, yeah, because I had it right here. I'll, I'll look for it and tell you exactly what the... Um, yeah, because there was a very simple one that is called The Missing Piece. I don't know if you can get that one. You can definitely get an Amazon, the bigger one. That okay. is, uh, um, I think it's called The Profiles by Reese. If you put his name, Reese Thomas, R-H-Y-S, and then it's Thomas, it's his last name, okay. uh, you will have that. Um, so can, uh, there's two more that I would like to share with you so you get the full spectrum. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, the by the way, the emotional intelligence specialist, as you may as you may gather, the main emotion is sadness. You know, they respond because they feel hurt so easily, they go into sadness very easily, and that's why, you know, they can get depressed and kind of stuck in that victim place. Um the other, the the big one of the, I think this might be your secondary, is a team player. Is the one that has a third. Um, the third team player is the one in command because the most energy is the charismatic leader than the knowledgeable achiever, and the third one is a team player. The team player is the person that has come or was born. And by the way, this is something that we're born with. This is not something that you can change. It's not a, pro, a personality thing. This is your profile, and that's why I like calling it your soul profile because. It has to do with who you are, your essence. And the team player came to this planet to actually help others rise and be who they are. So the main goal of a team player is actually to make sure that other people are being their best selves. So a great team player is that, you know, maybe there's a friend, I have one of these, that knows my schedule better than I do, knows everybody's birthdays, they love, you know, they're the perfect hosts. They're very, you know, and they're just really, really happy to support everybody. Um, they, and, and they really feel it's such a deep level of satisfaction when people are happy. That's that they're serving, and that's what really brings them a lot of joy. Now, because they are so wonderful at helping others, people tend to take advantage of these because everybody wants, you know, and they have... They say they're the people that cannot say no. 
noise is almost not in their language. Because of that, they go into a place of, they're in their shadow, they're people pleasers. And when, sorry, I need something to drink. Hold on. No problem. Here we go. That's, that shows that I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any question or comment? Are you finding these useful? I think it's huge when you're okay. Right? Well, I find stuff like this fascinating. I think, um, you know, it, it, it kind of relates in, in the business in, the, in a lot of different ways. And, you know, relating to, you know, our trainers and supervisors as well as, you know, having them understand the different type of people that they're going to come into as they're, you know, dealing with clients and, and um and employees and really kind of making sure they're on the same page and learning, you know, and understanding how they they respond in certain situations, which helps you deliver more of what they need. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, because, see, even, you know, it's your employees, your clients, and the friends in your life, everybody. It's just, you know, because, see, from for example, from a team player, team players are very soft. If you actually want a team player to lead, Sorry, you're you're in trouble. A team leader will not you will not lead. They're not leaders. They're not meant to be leaders, and they're there to support. They're the people that they make fabulous employees, fabulous um, assistants or secretaries. They love be. They're here to support others. Now, when they're, they're too busy defense, making friends. Yes, you got it. Yeah, too, too busy, busy making friends to lead. Yes, exactly connection, and they're about, you know, being part of the team. They don't want to be alone. They need connection, and it's so important to them. But because of that, they have a very hard time saying no, and their their shadow side is that they become people pleasers because they're scared that, you know, people are not going to be happy with them if they don't, you know, if people are not happy, they are not happy. So they have to bend backwards, and when they start doing that, they go into resentment. Mm. So the main thing, because of that, every profile has a learning edge. The learning edge for the charismatic leader is to really feel empowered by vulnerability and owning their anger so it can become fuel and not, um, you know, they, they need to learn how to use proactive anger versus reactive anger. And that was the call. The whole call yesterday was about that. Huh. The knowledgeable achiever needs to become um clear that their goal is about learning and they love learning and teaching, but they don't actually hold the truth of the world, which sometimes they feel like they do. Uh, for the team player, the growing edge is to be able to set boundaries, which is something that they have no idea how to do. Um, the emotional intelligence specialist is to embrace the amazing heart that they have without having to feel that life is overwhelming and they have mm-hmm. to go into victim mode. Um, and the last profile is called the creative idealist. The creative idealist is the typical ADHD child. Is actually um, more than ADHD. They're not necessarily hyper, but they they have a very hard time with attention because creative idealist children love. I mean, creative idealist people love their ideas. They have. They love. You know, they're the the people that are inventing things. You know, like Einstein had a lot of creative idealists. It's like sure. they're constantly having new ideas and fabulous, and they, they just really enjoy them. Um, so they're inventors. They're, um, you know, the, the 
what do you call that? The professor, the, the you have a stereotype for a, um, the crazy professor kind of thing that has all these, you know, the hair always, you know. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, like the nutty professor. Exactly. The nutty yeah, professor yeah. is the perfect creative idealist. <laughs> You know, they're like fun. They're really fun. But they, their energy, they need, they're fueled by fun. They need to have fun. They're very playful. They're very childlike, no matter what age they are. Uh, Patrick has that energy. Patrick, Patrick is a creative idealist. And, and you can see that he's like kind of light, and there's almost like a, these, um, almost like a, yeah, like a light, almost like a heady energy to him. Um, I think that... Um, Sig also has creative idealist energy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's like, oh, he's okay. He feels like they're in the clouds sometimes. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Can you come down to earth? Um, <laughs> they get distracted very easily because they have so many things that they're thinking about that they're, you know, they're not. It's hard. It's hard for them to feel grounded. Yeah. And um, and the, in the dark side, so they because they're very, they're very gentle. They're very soft. They do have a very gentle and tender heart so they get um they get afraid very easily the the emotion of the primary emotion for the creative idealist is fear um and they the the thing is that you may not see them getting afraid because the way that they they, uh, deal with that emotion is that they detach a lot of kids that are in the spectrum of autism or uh, asperger's are creative idealists they just have to detach from the world because the world is too scary for them. And they just go into their own space. They just go away. And so that's why in the creative idealist in their uh, defense, they are um, they're thinkers. They just go into this space where they're just on their own. Um, a typical child that plays by themselves a lot, you know, they entertain themselves for hours with little cars and doing the little thing. Uh, they don't need connection as much, and, and not, a team player would never be able to do that. Right. So um, you got the five there. Wow, it looks right on time. I'm so punctual. <laughs> 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 um, I feel like what would be great is for you to connect. Who do you want for the roles that you are? Um, you know, you need to fill. What kind of person you want in those roles? And really, the the woo woo exercise that I was gonna tell you, you know, teach you how to do, it could take like two minutes. But basically, uh, it's like so. Close your eyes for a moment and take okay. a deep breath. One more, without falling asleep or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I want you to imagine that from your solar plexus, your you know the um, like your sternum area or the center of your being, you have like a sun. And that energy is, that sun is sending out rays of light to the people that really are going to be the best employees for you, doing exactly what you need, creating that culture that you really want for these business. And this light, this is a very simple and yet it's kind of a a spiritual process where you just invite those people, wherever they are, whoever they are, to just look, be able to connect with you because there would be a perfect match for what you want. Just 
sending gratitude that they are in their way and that you are going to be super clear when you see them and when you meet them and that is actually for the greater good of everybody involved. We're taking out a breath. And just you can. It's very simple. You notice, I mean, you, there's a, by the way, one of the files is this process. I, I actually created a whole file that has a little bit of an introduction. Um, but basically, that's what you do. I don't know how easy or how, I, I know that I went super fast with it. But do you get the idea? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know that we were going to land here, but I think it's, it's really cool that we did because I feel like you have a lot of information next time that you, you, know, you connect with these people um, to know what kind of questions to ask them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel, Dave? This was a very informational, not necessarily a healing one, but a very in- instructional one. <laughs> no, I, I think it's uh, it's good. It gives me a different perspective to um, kind of look at people and see how, how I would apply them to our company and um, also how to relate to them knowing, you know, kind of where they're coming from. Yeah. And I think that it's really major when it comes to why do you want to expect from who? Because when you start pinning people, um, is there anyone that you have a question about? Because I can tell you within our group who is what. And they have even a body type. People that are very um, tall and skinny, like Mike Regan. I mean, they, he, he has a little bit of something. But you know that his whole constitution is tall and slender, right? Right. Um, they're either going to be knowledgeable achievers or creative idealists. Hmm. Your team players and EIS, the Emotional Intelligence Specialists, are going to be a lot softer. So they're going to carry themselves. They're going to carry more weight. They're going to be, even if they're slender, there's a softness to them. They're not very muscular. They're not strong. You know, you see those old people that are kind of like, um, you know, like teddy bears. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, And the knowledgeable, sorry, so the, the charismatic leader always will have slightly broad shoulders and have that, leader warrior in them. So you will see the energy and you will see that, you know, that uh, strength within them. Another creative idealist in the room is Susie. Susie's a creative idealist. Sure. Um, and, uh, okay, and Roger has team player, of course. Yeah. And he has, his secondary is knowledgeable achiever. That's what he can do, the work that he does. But because his primary is team player, he gets very drained by it. That's the other piece. The second, mm. pro, the second profile is the one that is here to support the, um, the mission of the first pro, the primary profile. Huh. So, for example, in your case, my sense is that you're a uh, team, team player secondary. I could be wrong. And, and by the way, the charismatic leader owns all of these. So when I talk with someone and I said, oh, I identify with all of those, then they are a charismatic leader because the charismatic leader is the one that owns all of them. But the primary is the charismatic leader. And if the secondary, if you were the case that you're a team player, then your team player is the one that through connection and through support of others is going to actually help you lead. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's uh, it's that looking for that, that satisfaction piece that um, 
you know, from, from others that you're doing a good job. Yeah, exactly. Which is why, like some of the outside work, there's there's really no one there uh, in my inside work patting me on the back saying, hey, you know, this is working or, or I'm not seeing it work. So um, with my other stuff, with the rec committee and coaching and all that, I, I do have those people that that realize, you know, what a what a team player I am and they recognize me. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's really so Tico, this is so huge. I mean I, I strongly encourage you to listen. I mean, let's see. Yeah, it was about, you know, half an hour. But um if you want to listen to it again, I strongly encourage you to. Um or get the book, whatever would work best for you. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. It is. It really is fascinating stuff. You can take a test. Um you can go to Reese's Thomas site. I would not recommend that you take the um the short test. There's one that is like, I don't know, hundred questions or something. Um most people that I have sent there, including myself, you don't get a, an accurate profile. There's one that he has that I think you have to pay for it and it's a lot more accurate, it's a lot lengthier. Okay. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's it's I, I find it fascinating and uh, and it's it's a wonderful thing because then you get to know um, who you're dealing with and what to expect yeah, and what not to expect. Yeah, right. So wonderful, Dave. So I look forward. Are we scheduled for next week? Do you have anything? Uh, I don't believe so. I'm gonna hop in. Uh, I'll hop on the uh, the calendar this week and um, and I'll put something in if we're not. And then you're away after that, or. I'm going to be here from uh, June, let's see, hold on, from the 31st, which looks extremely booked. Uh, so from the 1st through the 18th, I leave the 18th. Oh, okay. And there's, right. there's, still, there's still time and space, but I would highly recommend that if you want to um, get yourself there, that would be great. Yeah, I will, uh, I'll jump on there today. Awesome. Okay. And I look forward to seeing you post a little something on the Facebook page, even if it says, hi, I'm you, and I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I will uh, I will get out this week and make sure I uh, make my presence known. Awesome. All right. Okay. Yeah, Thanks so much, Lana. Okay. And keep keep on sharing the uh, your accountability with me as well if you want to. Will do. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.